0: Hey guys, this is the Final Flight Podcast for throwers Brought to you by TrackBarn Your one-stop shop for custom apparel, bags, and equipment Use the code MEMES15 at trackbarn.com To get 15% off your purchase this track season Also be sure to follow TrackBarn on Twitter and Instagram At TrackBarn Hey all thank you for listening to another episode of the Final Flight Podcast for throwers This is episode 2 of season 2 Today you'll hear from future Olympian Chase Ely. You'll hear how this shot put hating sprinter slash javelin thrower became one of the best shot putters in the world. Chase also opened up about how she almost walked away from throwing after the world championships in 2019 and how she overcame those mental roadblocks. If you aren't already following Chase on Instagram, you can find her at ChaseyPooSP. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you aren't already, give us a follow on Instagram at Memes for Throwers. Enjoy episode two of season two with Chase Healy. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Final Flight Podcast for Throwers. I am honored to have on today the 2019 USA Indoor and Outdoor Shotput Champion and Oklahoma State University alum where she was the three-time All-American In her four-year career at Oklahoma State, she competed in every indoor and outdoor Big 12 championships, that is eight times combined, and competed in NCAA Outdoor National Championships all four years. She's ranked second in the world in the women's shot put, she is proof that it's never too late in your throwing career to transition from glide technique to rotational and still be one of the best in the world. Throwers listening around the world, buckle in, turn it up, and join me in welcoming Olympic hopeful, Chase Ely, everybody. Thank you for coming uh, on, Chase.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Yeah, I'm excited to finally connect. You know, we've been like, you know, c- talking back and forth a little bit on Instagram and, um, you know, just about random stuff and things that you post and whatnot. And, yeah, you know, so I appreciate we actually just sitting down and chatting and and, and talking and kind of get to know you a little bit. Um Let's kind of talk about kind of like you know where you know throwing kind of started for you because um i'm I'm really kind of interested in um and maybe this is just me, but uh, you used to be a javelin thrower, is that correct?
1: I was a sprinter too, okay. I was mainly a sprinter in high school okay. I was yeah, I was a sub twelve hundred meter runner. I was pretty good at sprinting, oh wow, but when I was being recruited, I was being recruited for volleyball, a little bit of basketball and track. So it was very hard to like, like find certain areas to like hone down where I wanted to be in my life. And volleyball went pretty quick because I was like, I didn't see myself going far in volleyball and track was higher, but for some reason, like sprinting, like wasn't doing it for any me for, for me anymore. Yeah. So I was like, in love with javelin. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is my thing. My sister did it. So that's my hero. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm throwing this spear. And then just for an extra event, I threw this little ball around and I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then like one state and was like, but but, like maybe I should do this thing. And so I, I really wasn't into throwing. I was a sprinter mainly. Three sprinting events, two throwing events. And I didn't really like shot put at all i liked javelin and shot put was just something i could do so that i could do javelin basically yeah. which is what's funny because <laughs> yeah. getting into college that was the same thing i just wanted to throw javelin like yeah but everyone's like you're a good shot putter and i'm like i don't like it <laughs> i was like no
0: that's just an interesting combination though because you don't necessarily see a lot of like <laughs> well obviously you don't see a lot of like sprinters slash like throwers like yeah. in general but just the combination of being a, a javelin slash shot put thrower, like that combination is not very, you know, uh, used. I mean, you, you'll, a lot of times you'll see a javelin disc person or a shot disc person, you know, and not necessarily like the, the jav, someone who's good at javelin and also in shot put as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of a unicorn in that way.
1: It's weird because they don't make any sense together at all.
0: Exactly. I
1: always mess with Kara Winger and I like tell her like (laughs) javelins, the pole vault of the throws. And I just like tease her. but I I do love jab. Like I always tease javelin throws, but like jab was like my little heart and soul. It's the only reason I throw really, because if I hadn't pursued like my love for jab into college, I probably wouldn't have realized how great shot is. So when,
0: so when was that transition for you from like, okay, like, I love javelin so much, and I hate the shot, but, like, this, with the same am- amount of passion to, like, wow, I, I, I can, like, put aside my love for the javelin, and, and, like, now I'm, like, focused on the shot. Like, that's my thing now.
1: Um, I went, when I went to Oklahoma State, John Bauman was the coach, and he recruited me. And I just remember, like, one of the only things he said to me was, like, why run and puke when you can throw and eat, which is, like, something we say all the time. And so I was like, yeah, throwing's tight. Like, let's do jab. And then I remember he was like, cool. But I could, I think from the beginning, he knew like, you're not throwing jab. We'll, we'll throw it, but you're not throwing jab. Enough. But he like, I think he like was like, okay, yeah, sure. So then I went and when I was practicing, I remember like not throwing yet. And so I was like, what am I doing here? So we went to like our first meet at K-State and everything was kind of rough. And I just remember in shot put, It was indoors so i had to do an event so i was like okay i'll do shot fun whatever and i remember i threw and i pr'd by like something ridiculous i threw like really far for my first throw and i just remember it being pretty far for a freshman in general and i think just that like first like bit of success in college is what kind of like got the ball rolling of like this could be chill and then that's when i started looking at like shot putters so i saw valerie adams and Mm -hmm. that was like the first shot putter i saw And now I talk to her and it's freaking weird because that was my hero. And every once in a while I message her on Instagram and we talk and I'm like, (laughs) but yeah, like it it was very slow rolling, but it was that first little inch of success. I think in my very first meet to throw so big was like, like I was like, like, you know, and I think that really kind of made my love for it kind of start to grow. And then I started to learn about it, but it took probably the end of my sophomore year of, college before I really was like I think I could be good at this
0: (laughs) yeah so when do you remember when you're when did you throw jab all the way through college or when did you yeah but
1: not a lot of practice so I threw it a lot but I had like an elbow thing my freshman year which I think is what made me like not throw as much and I Mm -hmm. focused on like a shot put and so that was like kind of what probably that didn't hurt that my elbow got hurt and I had to probably put a little more attention to this little ball. But it's really funny because I really hate it. Like, I did not like shot. It was just something I had to do so that I could keep doing the other things that I wanted yeah. to do.
0: Yeah. What, what, what do you think it was about it? Because, I mean, there's different things that people don't like about shot put. But, I mean, so, I mean there's some things that people love about shot put because it's like, you know, I throw it far but not as far as I would throw a javelin. I don't have to go all the way out to, like, a, a, swamp, yeah. a swamp of a field to, like, retrieve my jav.
1: See, I feel like that's like how an athlete would see it. But for me, I don't think my hate for shot is even athletic. It was more so like I felt like uh, it was maybe like me just knowing that like it's going to be 10 times harder to get any kind of recognition for my job to do track in general. So like shot is that's just one of those ones where I was like, I'm not sure like if this is like it's not like in lights, you know. Yeah. And like for me being like an athlete since I was in diapers, like I can't,
0: yeah. it was
1: hard to see it as like your future when you don't think you're going to be in lights and you don't think it's going to be this thing. But,
0: yeah,
1: and and that was kind of like my mindset anyway, like until I met Ryan and Ryan showed me that like you make it what it is. Like you, right. you can't like expect lights if you don't put in, that kind of energy into like this thing. And I realized like that it is, it is an amazing thing that I'm doing. It doesn't have to be the NBA for me to have like an amazing thing that I'm crazy about. And I do yeah. think that like, it's, it, and that's like being real though. Like I, I did not have like, it's like an ego thing. I think for real, if you're being real, like we're in an ego sport, you yeah. are alone. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Cause I mean, like you said, like you were a sprinter and like, you know, let's be real. Like sprinters, they get the glory. Like everybody goes to the track. You know, I went to a meet one time, and they stopped the meet just so they could watch this guy run the 100 meters. Because I mean, he was, I mean, granted, he was phenomenal. His name is Jawan Hooker. Like shout out to Jawan. He's he's actually a really good guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but like you, the people people like pack the stands. They want to see the 100 meter. They don't want to trek out the five miles to go watch the shot putter like throw a ball. You know, it's so like I, I kind of get where you're coming from to where like. You know, that's – it's not a sexy sport, you know?
1: Exactly. It's hard to explain. (laughs) But, like – and I think that's, like, my – that was, like, a big thing for me. But I – and I struggle, and I always tell everyone because we know as throwers, like, we don't get the recognition we need. But I think we need to fight for it a little more as well. Yeah, Like, I don't think we fight as hard as we should. Like, because I always tell people, like, we can say things and we don't, you know? Like, we can – we can like I've I've never met another person on USATF that wasn't like interested in like throwers like they're all typically like oh cool the big dudes like y'all do crazy shit (laughs) but it's more so like the outer it's not as much the inside as it is the outer the fans but we have to convince them you know and I don't think we do convincing very well if I'm being true and i'm one of those like i feel like i could sh- we could show such a, a different side to us
0: yeah than
1: just no and i and totally tournament. agree with
0: that and i and i feel like that's you know part of the motivation to like you know be a part of like what i'm doing with memes for throwers and like try, you know what i'm trying to do with this podcast is to to bring light to bring energy to like what people kind of think is the dull thing and you know i i don't know we like to have fun like i feel like you know, the thrower squads are the ones that just have the most fun, you know, and we always don't, we're insane. Too, you know, we don't like to take things too seriously, but we like, we, we work hard and, as opposed to that. And yes, there are like these like stereotypes about us, like, you know, packing food down and like, you know, whatever, but like, I mean, we're oh, athletes. We, do. <laughs> yeah, and we do, we do. We're just, I hate no that
1: we are athletes. <laughs> People think we lift weights and throw a ball around. Like, girl, I have to sprint, I have to jump, and I have to lift just like everybody else here. Like, they just think we're big fatties that just sit around and eat all day and throw a ball. And I'm like, honey, like, I'm sprinting and jumping at practice too. It sucks. I'm not going as high. (laughs) But I'm jumping.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's awesome, though. I mean, and obviously, you know, there was some – you know, you had some success. I should say handsome. You had success over at Oklahoma state when you were there for the four years and, you know, you're, were, you're, were, uh, you know, blessed to be able to like, you know, get, I mean, not many people get to go, you know, and compete at the national championships or even like, you know, get on the stage of the big 12. I mean, big 12 is huge for, you know, college track and field to be able to go there for your four years for, you know, indoor and outdoor, you know, yeah. and, and to celebrate that success that you had at, at that, at that time um you know what what pressures did you have on yourself to like you know to stay motivated for that like was that tough for you or did you just kind of already know like hey like like we're gonna punch my ticket like let's get the you know hotel reservations ready you know like like how was that for you like every year was it just like was it just a struggle like did you did you have time like times where you're just like man like I don't know if I can do it this year. Like I have expectations that everybody has for me. Like walk us through like how that was for you as a, as that level of thrower.
1: I think mentally in college, I wasn't as strong now, not even close, not even an inkling. So I think mentally, like I don't even think I recognize the struggles that I had in college because I was not in tune with myself as an athlete at all, because I feel like I was like very insecure at Oklahoma state on the track team um it's a very distance based school like so that's kind of where the focus always was and like i think it started off with my like need to like like be perfect and i think that kind of messed me up but i can't even remember like a lot of college mentally because i really was not in tune with myself as an athlete but i just know like nick miller the hammer thrower i don't know if you know him the british dude yeah yeah um him and my friend caitlin we were like pretty tight for like my first couple of years and my last year um, and they really helped me like under he really helped me mainly because he was like been on the circuit like understand like track there's more to track than just like what I saw like I didn't know about all these championships mm. I didn't know about like junior nothings like I wasn't doing that stuff in high school I had four sports to play like I wasn't right. doing club track So I kind of learned like there's a whole world that I can go to after this where like this is actually a profession. Like I really was like not thinking that. And so I think that kind of tuned up a little bit where I was like, ooh, got to make it to Natty's, got to do this. But like as when I got there, I think that's when like my lack of like knowing myself as an athlete really showed. Mm -hmm. Because until my senior year, it was pretty obvious that I could make it there, but I couldn't perform, and that had happened most of the years until like my last two ish. Yeah. But yeah, so it was, it was good. And like, I mean, I, I at the time I didn't realize like not everybody makes it to Big 12s. not everybody goes to Natty's, yeah. you know. But I, I didn't like, um, like realize like I had done anything. So I feel like I just went and I usually choked and and I'm okay with that because I know now like mentally I'm better but as far as college like college was rough mentally and I think if anything I think like sports psych needs to be taken into college way more than it is
0: oh yeah for sure like you I know, don't think
1: just pros need it at all
0: yeah I mean even down to the high school level as well and I mean I wasn't gonna no, ask real. this a little bit later but I mean we can kind of dive into it right now because it sounds like a good segue but I've been asking a lot of people on here just kind of how they deal with the mental health side of things because, you know, as you say, like throwers, you know, they have the mentality of like, and like, as you touched on a little bit, like all you do is like lift heavy weights, throw balls, you know, throw heavy things, go home and eat. And like, you have no emotions. Like you can't like be sad about anything, but like, you know, yeah. But like, Yeah. yeah, as you know, like, you know, you know, you throw a horrible throw, you literally have like, maybe at most like 10 minutes to like figure it out and suck it up till you get the next one. Whereas like, if you're a sprinter, you have a bad race, it may be a week, you know, or maybe okay, a couple definitely. hours for you to like, you know, like process to get to your next, you know, race and everything. Um, being at the level that you're at, like, have you like what what things have worked for you, like your mental health wise to keep yourself in a positive aspect? for you. Cause I know there's people out here and there's a lot of questions that come to me, like, how do I stay positive? Like, you know, and maybe you can kind of touch on things that work for you. And maybe you can touch on things like how, how things like right now have affected, like have affected that. Cause a lot of it, a lot of people are like, yeah, I have community around me that I need to have, but like a lot, a lot of people, you know, isolated from, you know, their throw squads or even their college teams right. because of right now. So maybe you can kind of, maybe touch on like, you know, things that have worked for you or tools that you have used for yourself.
1: Right. Um, especially now, obviously I know mental health is important, but, um, that's something Ryan did help me with mainly is my mental, my mentality and all of this, like how important it is. An insa- is insane. And so even right now it's even, it's even more because of all this stuff going on. So I just know like at the beginning, I can't put, you know, I can't pretend like it was good. Cause it men- my mental, my mentality at the beginning of 2020 was really rough coming off of Worlds already. So Mm -hmm. I came off of Worlds, having been in a position where, in my opinion, I should have won and Mm -hmm. I played myself. And that's, anybody can say what they want, but in my opinion, I should have won. (laughs) And and so I had that already, right? So that, and, and when I got back was already in training, I could tell Ryan could tell that was affecting me. So then of course all this happens and I let it really take me over. Uh, for a while, especially when I got sick. And it really, it really, it really affected me. And I've been talking about it more on my social media, but I have anxiety, like, uh, like, actual anxiety, like, not, <laughs> not like, uh, I think most people have anxiety, but like, I have like, anxiety disorder. And I just like, I'm trying to be more open about it, because I think, I think like, now I'm feeling like, how most people are feeling right now are knowing how I feel sometimes. And so I'm trying to like, you know, say things sometimes on my Instagram about it. And I just think like, you can't shut in. And that's what I did my first five months is I, I shut Ryan off. I shut Nick Clonzio off and I just kind of like holed up in my little apartment and, and just, and I would even skip practice sometimes. Like it was bad at the beginning. Um, and so I met, my new friends that I have, um, in my apartment and stuff, which I don't think they have to be in person, but like, I, I think you need to open up right now in this climate, like not talking about like mentality in general and throwing, but currently I think a lot of people are shutting in and they shouldn't because that's what I did. And I think it was a big mistake. <laughs> and I think it held me back for about five months of training, but now my training's really good because I finally just, me and Ryan sat down and, you know, just banged it out. There were tears. There was yelling. Like we just had to bang it out. And he had to remind me that like, this is like, we're so much more than what's happening anyway. And you just can't forget that like, there's so much more to you than just like sitting in a house. Like you can be more and you can do more and you don't have to always like be with someone either. Like if you're feeling like your training's messing up, like you can go anywhere and and do a drill. Like I promise you can, you know? And I just – I just, I really hope people don't, like, give up and shut in like I did because I wasted, like, six months of training for sure doing that. (laughs) But as far as, like, mentality for, like, the sport, I feel like we can talk about that on a different level. But for right now, my biggest thing for people is, like, let your team and your coaches and your friends in. Don't – you don't have to do it alone. I don't know why we think isolation means alone. Like, it doesn't. Like, we – we have phones for a reason like I know it sucks but we can do this together like yeah. don't shut in because I wasted so much time doing it I I really yeah. did this year I really yeah. did
0: yeah and I, I appreciate you being open and vulnerable about that and like you know you know sharing those things and you know and I, I, I want to encourage those who out there who are potentially listening too yeah like that's so important like even if it's just a phone call or text message to someone you know about sharing feelings and you know we all for some reason feel like we can't do that. And I just want to encourage people out there that we're all, I mean, we're in the same boat, like, you know, from those who are like yourself, who is a professional athlete to those who are just starting out or, you know, you know, we, we all need community in some way, like we're built for that. We need people to be around us, to help uplift us and to listen to us. And if you have friends who won't do that, then you have the wrong friends. And I want to encourage yep. you to like to find those people who, who will because they're out there for sure.
1: Uh-huh. For sure. I started so. off this year with different friends. I can tell you that. And now mm. I have some of the best people. And I'm I'm the happiest I've ever been in my personal life. And I've never been throwing better. So, like, we can't lie and say there's not a correlation.
0: Right. But, I, exactly. yeah,
1: I agree. Like, you just can't shut in because I did that. And it, and it, and it was basically me giving up, you know, like,
0: mm.
1: I low-key gave up. But there was just like this point when i i reached out to like like a sports psychologist with like usatf and stuff and like eventually you just have to like like open yourself up and and let it go and it can be rough like i said me and ryan had our he i needed it i needed him to be like you're playing yourself (laughs) which is basically what happened yeah which is he was like are we like you could just quit now because we were on the road to be able to win the olympics and now you're just giving up yeah which i did and and it was like rough love but i needed it you know
0: yeah i mean like you know you kind of touched on a little bit but obviously you didn't have the finishes that you like you wanted to you know at the, at the worlds and everything like that and so you know and then obviously now that's it's kind of different than like you know, if you think about like the NCAA championships, you know, it's a little bit different, you know, bigger pool, you know, you're now you're now competing against the world. And so, you know um, you know, do you, you know, being ranked, you know, and I'm not trying to like fill your head with stuff at all either, but, you know, I just think it's cool that you're ranked second in the, in the world, you know, as, as the shot putter. And, you know, do you carry a lot of that pressure with you? Like, is like, what, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, obviously you and Ryan have conversations, but like, you know, just, you know, coming off of, you know, cause I, I had a conversation and I guess I preface this. I had a conversation with uh, Maggie Malone, who's a javelin thrower and she kind of talked about, yeah, she talked about her, you know, her, you know, she won the trials in 2016 and then she went down into Rio and she did not do well at all. And she felt mm-hmm. so bad. Like she was in a bad place because of like, you know, how she performed and she felt like, no one's going to respect me. Everybody's going to think I'm a fluke, like all this stuff. Like, but she was able to get herself out of that mindset. And now she's like, you know, like she said, training the best that she's ever been before. Um, you know, what, what are things that are, are, or, you know, do you feel that sort of pressure as well? Like how, how you walk through
1: that? That's like spot on. Like it, it you, I think people will never understand the disappointment in yourself. Like mm. you mentally like destroy yourself before anyone else can. And I'm sure she did the same thing I did. We shouldn't have, but we definitely like brought ourselves right down to the floor. And that was for me because it wasn't necessarily like, you know, it was short and fast. So like almost like last year, like everything happening so fast, like leading into worlds and I was doing so well and I don't think people... Like, I'd never been overseas before like that but I was overseas like I was only home for like two week increments at a time like it was insane and it was fast and it was but it, I think it was also distracting so like I I didn't have time to sit and think and be like me into this one thing because I was doing so many things so then around world's time what what the heck two weeks sitting around doing nothing focused on this one me yeah. and I know in the position I'm in, what I need to do, what I should be able to do, blah, blah, blah. I've seen myself throw huge in practice. I threw 22-something with a 3K, like, the night before, mm-hmm. over and over again. Me and Ryan was sitting there just, I was throwing the 3K. It was like, 22, 22. It was insane. It just kept, And he was like, Frank, like, let's just go. And it was just, like, all this stuff. And then the minute I walked out there and, like, the lights and everything hit, it was like I got sat on. And I was just... It's something like I—you can't describe it to people, like right. the feeling—and yeah. so then when when you know when it was over and like I had basically messed up, it was like I remembered I had anxiety or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everything stopped because I went from all this happening to the one night it ended, and I did terrible, and it was just like like a giant atomic bomb cloud and I feel like from then I rolled mentally into like having issues for about six months Mm. and that like obviously corona and stuff added to that and whatnot and then it just (laughs) yeah it just kept rolling and it was just rough you know and but I feel like when you were talking about talking to her and like what she said like I feel that like you again like no one will ever be as disappointed in you as you can be in yourself (laughs) and it hurts
0: (laughs) yeah i'm sure i mean obviously it does and it it would be weird if it it didn't and you know go through the emotions of doing that but i'm glad that you're in a really good place right now and you know it's it's i mean because it's so important for that because there's a lot of people including myself who are rooting for you and i can't wait to see you know you show out you know over in tokyo like lord willing that we have an actual olympics but like i can't wait to see that and um you know is that does that motivate you? Like, do you have? Um, is it good to be reminded of that to kind of motivate you, or do you? Are you kind of one of those people who like just I can't think about that, or it's going to bring me down? Type of type of athlete.
1: I'm normally just like move on and keep going, but that one like I clearly couldn't move on and keep going. But um, I am now like uh, I think what helped is I watched it. I watched my competition, my last competition in that year. That the reason that my. Min- my mentality went kind of low. And you know, my my sports psychologist and my coach were both like, yeah, you got to watch it. Because I hadn't watched the world's video until like a month ago with Ryan. Wow. Everyone was like, have you watched it? Absolutely not. I can't sit there and listen to Dan talking about how good I am and then just shitting the bed. Oh, sorry, mm. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I can't yeah. sit there and listen to like the dude I respect and the, that I was like so happy for being proud of me talk about me yeah. doing good and then just listening to him talk about me doing bad yeah that was kind of hard for me but I watched it got a little teary-eyed a couple times but then it like helped me be like okay door shut next yeah and since then like it's really been rolling yeah So a little I think I also think like when you're an athlete like in the end it's about you and like I love my coach and I love my team and stuff but like In the end, like, we are track athletes. Like, you have to do what's right for you. Right. Like, in the moment, you have to do what's right in your training for you. And, like, especially for, like, pros, like, Ryan's very clear. Like, as long as you tell him, hey, I want to do this instead, we'll make it work, you know. But, like, do it for you. Like, every – like, you can't make decisions for other people. Like, it doesn't make sense. As an athlete, you can't do it. Right. So, like, I just – I've done that a lot. Like, I think it's been probably going on like two months of like very good training. I've lost a bunch of weight. I'm like getting back. Everything's good. My throws are insanely good. Like I'm just seeing that thing again that I saw last year where I was like, I'm going to go win this thing, like this giant thing. Like, and I didn't think much of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just like so happy, but like it, it, it has way more to do with like outside factors than people will say. Like it has a lot less to do with tracking and throwing and practice. I think my throws doing good than it does have to do with my personal life. Like, and yeah. me firmly centering myself mentally allowed me to really hone in on my, on my, on my technical changes in my spin right now. And it's just going really well because of that. But I yeah. think it all starts from outside, outside of the track for sure. Yeah. And everyone says it and everyone's like, the mental game is so important. But like it really it it's so important and like I really think like I'm a testament to that because like people talk about like, oh like the glide to rotation, like that's insane. But what I focus more on is my my athletic mind, like my mind as an athlete changing from one to the other. Yeah. And I I've noticed notice that change more than other people, obviously because it's in in my freaking head, but yeah. I think like that has it's just like night and day compared to what I used to be. Like, I think everyone needs to think they're the shit. Really, I think if you go into a meet and you don't think like I wanna win or I'm gonna win or like I can beat all these people if I really put my mind to it, like then what are you doing, you know? If you don't think you can be the best at something, why are we here? Or at least be the best you can be at this thing. Right. Always at least be the, like at least peak your peak at least find your peak before you quit something or give up yeah
0: no that's I really know. good advice I think that's awesome you know it's a good mentality to have and it's easy to say it but then it's it's, it's harder to do it right like it's easy to say like I'm gonna I, I want to be the best I'm gonna win this but then like you know like you I mean I was such an emotional thrower my coach told me when I was in high school that like he knew if I was gonna have a good day or not by my first practice like my first warm-up throw like because he just knew who I was and like yeah he just knew if I shanked that one to the right, like it was going to mess with me for the rest of the day. And he was like, I can't, I couldn't even coach you at that point because I just knew. And it wasn't until after right. college and, and until I got into coaching, like, till I realized like, wow, like I was such a difficult athlete to coach. Like I was so up and down emotionally and mentally. And I wish that someone would have like, you know, pulled me aside and, 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 you know, showed me techniques to be able to, to do that. Cause it's one thing to yeah. say, walk in with confidence. Like you're going to win this meet. As opposed mm-hmm. to actually doing it mentally after, like you see, like oh crap, like maybe someone has a huge PR throw because you, you know, you're confident because you locked it up because you looked at the, you know, looked at who's in the in your flight or in, you know, yeah. in the, and you're like, oh, I'm top dog, and someone has a huge PR, and all of a sudden, like, okay, well, now I gotta figure out how to like adjust my mentality, and like that, I think that's the biggest thing as a as an athlete in general, but also throws like we talked about, like it's 10 minutes to your next one up and you got to figure yep. out all those adjustments. So.
1: And I think those 10 minutes, like you keep saying that. And I think saying that is like so important because that's so little time and so much time at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like you can technically make so many changes in your, in your in between throws, but only if you allow yourself to like right. open up to those changes, you know? Yeah. But awesome. yeah, like it's, it's, that's like, always a good thing. Cause it is, it's like, you have time between your throws and it, nothing but it's everything at the same time like you yeah. have to use every second
0: yeah that's awesome and I appreciate you sharing and opening up and I mean it's just so it's so cool to see in the mind and I, I I'm just I'm just wired away I, I love to hear that just because I, I I mean you're on a different level than I feel like a lot of other people are just I mean it's just so cool to just to chat with you but um you know you kind of preference it a little bit you know because everybody kind of makes a big deal about like you know, if if, if your name kind of gets brought up in the conversations, it's always it's always like, oh, man, like she transitioned from like the glide technique to like rotational and like just I mean, <clears throat> number one, you know, because, you know, Valley Adams and and, you know, Michelle Carter, you know, the past Olympic champions, you know, they won with the glide. And so people are like, oh, is it even like is it can be done? Can it be? Is it even you know feasible to be done? It'll be and, done and then, you know, and then, yeah, I I believe you. And that's awesome. Like, I, I believe you, I believe you in that. And then, you know, the other thing too, is just like, why, why so late in her career, is she doing that, you know, when she was so successful. So maybe, you know, talk about the process that you, and you know, even, I guess, back up, like how you got to Ryan and then what the conversation was to be able to get you to that, to that point.
1: So post-collegiately in my first year, I was still going to school and it was really rough and I was living at home. So then I met a coach out here in Phoenix and I moved out here and it was just like really bad mentally for me. Like certain people I think are meant to coach little kids. I think and certain people are meant to coach adult women, but it was just really bad. So then I was like, I said, like, I think, I already hear all the time from coaches like what a high maintenance athlete I've been and all this stuff. But I think people, the only person, two people have ever asked me why I'm high maintenance as an athlete. And it's been Lucas McKay and Ryan Whiting. So I met Ryan's ass (laughs) uh, at a payway um, because Lucas called Ryan and said, I have an an old athlete there who's stuck because I quit my coach. I moved away from my family. I'm sitting in a state by myself and Ryan dropped everything to meet me to at least like help me in my next step. So we met at payway (laughs) and we were just talking, you know, and he was talking to me about my numbers and kind of what was going on. And, you know, like, I'm just telling him like, it's, I'm going to quit. Like I'm done, but like, I don't want to quit without trying everything. Like, what do I do? And he's like, well, I'm still competing right now, but, like, in a couple months, like, I'll coach you, but you have to start rotating. And I was like, well, how do I do that? And he gave me a couple things to do, and I did. So I went out, and I was all alone in Phoenix, doing it by myself. Ryan was busy overseas. And I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. So then I met with Ryan one random day, and he was like, well, like, have you been working on it? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm doing what I can, but it was, like, pretty rough. Like, I was just trying to stay, stay afloat but we had our first practice and I think I threw like 1750 or something. And he mm-hmm. was like, okay, I'll meet you tomorrow again. And, like, <laughs> and it kind of like rolled from that, but it took, like, I really had to, I remember Ryan really made me like, like I had to throw it at Natty's like, unless I threw rotational at nationals, he wasn't going to take me on to help, you know? And, and mm-hmm. he really forced me into it. And, and in my opinion, like I was going to quit, like I was over, like <laughs> it was done. And I tell Kara Winger, like, she never knows. Like she's one of the reasons I didn't quit, just because she just happened to be her wonderful little self at like the perfect time one time. Yeah. And then of course Darrell Hill, my whole career has been like, when are you rotating? And I'd be like, never. Like, glide gang? And then, <laughs> and eventually I did. And then he just kept sending me popcorn on all my popcorn emojis on all my spin drills yeah. and stuff. But it was like. It really was like ro- switching from glide to rotational wasn't like a an athletic choice. It was like a, I'm about to quit, so I might as well try to spin. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it was. Oh. And I was so broken down after my last coach. Like I was just so broken down. Like I had no self esteem. I was just a mess. And like I feel like Ryan grabbed this little lump, lump of clay, you know, and made a little shot putter. And here I am. Yeah. But it, it really is like I wouldn't be here. You know without ryan
0: yeah that's awesome or my yeah. mom shout out mom. shout out to, moms. <laughs> shout
1: shout out out to, to mom shout, out, shout out to all the
0: moms out there i got that,
1: <laughs> i gotta bring her up or i'll never
0: hear the end of it yeah yeah <laughs> really. I, think, I think that's awesome that you i mean I, I i just enjoy the the relationship and i i talked to nick ponzi about this a little bit but just the relationship that you guys have like you and ryan have um and and I, I I my best throwers that I've ever coached are the ones who I've had the best relationships with even outside when they graduate from high school and they're in college or even having like I was in a couple weddings of my former throwers you know because yeah. they I, I you know I was uh, you know impactful enough for them to invite me to be you know part well of that's that. what and, it
1: should be a coach should impact your life the way a parent does if they're a good coach but that's the thing too like i i always want to tell young athletes especially starting from the very beginning like and it's scary like when you're in high school especially like you have to start to realize like you have to drop like athlete walls because we Mm -hmm. have them like you have to let coaches in like it i find that the more ryan knows when things are happening like the less i have to say and like there's an example and it's like one of the reasons why I say like people say a lot about me as an athlete and like I have a lot of stuff but it's because I have a lot going on in my life and I always have and I think I always will but um when my cousin went missing like when I first started working with Ryan I remember it was like really rough but I I talked to Ryan about it every day every single day I would talk to Ryan about it because I wanted him in my life you know like and he was my friend and I felt I trusted him and I feel like you should be able to trust coaches. So, you know, like I let him in. And then when, when it, when it came time that like, you know, the news hit that like my cousin had passed, like I didn't have to say anything to Ryan. Like Ryan was able to help me in every way because I had let him in. You know what I'm saying? Like it was so much easier to be helped from my coach and my teammates because I had opened up for so long. So they knew everything that was going on and when they know everything that's going on, when he's when that happened, he didn't go What happened? You know what? Right. Like, yeah. So I think it's so like crucial to let people in so that if something does really bad happen, they're already ready to take care of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that to me that's like if that hadn't happened, I would not have won indoors my first year. Like I, I couldn't have done it because he, yeah. it was right before that. Like there's no way I could have done that. Yeah. I won indoors like a month after I found out my cousin was murdered, you know, like, and I could not have done that without Ryan. Like, it's yeah. insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, appreciate appreciate you sharing that. I mean, it's so important like to have coaches like that. Cause I mean, you, you got to trust them. And like, that's the thing for me is like, I, I tell, you know, my athletes, you know, Hey, I'm going to trust that you're going to do the things that I say. I hope that you would trust the things that I say. And that, that, and, and, and if you've, you disagree with me, like, let's have a conversation and let's try to work it out and try to figure mm-hmm. that out. And that's where they build the relationship. And I feel like, like you said, like that's even more so than like, I mean, like, and the story you told that that has nothing to do with throwing.
1: Yeah. Like, with anything. And, but also if you're, if you're not comfortable with that, at least you have to, at least let your coach in for like, if I think, like I thought Ryan recently, like, I don't know if this is personal. I doubt he'll care. Ryan doesn't care about anything. Ryan would put his diary online. He doesn't care. Um, but me and Ryan like got into it, got into it because I was late to it practice, of course. And so uh, he was like, well, I feel like you're not telling me like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong and you're not telling me. And that's why we keep having these issues. And I was like, no. And he was like, you have to talk to me. So finally I was like, okay, well, I feel like you're putting way less effort than last year, than 2019 or whatever, you know? And, I literally was like well I'm probably gonna lose my coach but no because he's a good coach he said okay like I hear you like what makes you say that and then we talked about it and now everything's good and and I'm throwing amazing and and we're back on track finally you know it just took opening up but my stubbornness and my pride for six months like I said my training was suffering and that's what Mm -hmm. it was it's like I didn't want to open up I wanted to deal with it myself I can handle it I can handle it you know
0: yeah you know. can't
1: handle it. I can tell you that. Anybody, you can't handle it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I promise.
0: <laughs> I think that's, uh, yeah, that's obviously such such great advice that it seems so simple, but yet, like, sometimes we need that like, kick in the butt for us to realize, like, you know, those things. But anyways, I Just want to transition. There's
1: bad coaches that scare people from that.
0: Oh, yeah, for but sure. Shouldn't
1: Because there's bad coaches that you open up to and they poop on you, you know, but yeah. The, the majority of coaches I've ever met with Ryan doing the camps and stuff, almost every coach I've met on the high school level is so genuinely concerned and gives so many s about these kids and their throwing careers and these kids don't even realize it. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah, care they're, they're, so they're,
0: much. There are a lot of good throw coaches, I think, especially in the high school level because it's not about – and that's what I love about coaching high school kids is because it's a, it comes from a general love for the sport and for the kids – and nothing, nothing against college coaches because there are great college, you know, college coaches, those coaches that that are out there. But um, you know, a lot of it has to do with like, uh, boosting their selves to what next level they can get to, um, and that stuff. And um, and that that's where it kind of goes wrong because it's not about the kids; it's about what they can do to booster what they're gonna mm-hmm. do uh, for themselves. But yeah, I mean, for people the most forget part,
1: that we we wouldn't be professional athletes if we didn't play sports in high school. Like you're not going to get recruited to college if you weren't in high school. You're not, you know what I mean? Like the chances are less. I mean, it's not impossible. It happens, but like, I'm just saying like high school coaches are like crucial and like to make sure like we have good ones out there is so important. Yeah. But like I said, every high school throws coach I've met at least has been pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. And Um, like, it's, it's um, promising. I don't know the word I was looking for, but it's like, it's like a happy feeling because you're like, yay, young kids are going to want to do this thing because no one wants to do this thing. Cause like I said, there's no, it's not a sexy sport. Like we said, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to convince girls, especially like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you don't have yeah. to be Miss Trunchbull to throw a shot put boo. Like I'm cute as shit. Like you're fine. <laughs> like you don't have to be a, like, you're good. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like at least like I know me and Michelle have always been big on is like, this is a girl sport too. Like you can be, you know, meh. like you don't have to, I remember at Natty's I had like, you know, my full beat, like I always do. And, you know, it was all done. And one of the sprinters was like, geez, I thought we were supposed to wear all the makeup. And I was like, girl, you're not ready. Like <laughs> I was like, I'm here, I'm here now. It's over for you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> my makeup is on the scene. You guys are over. Like, <laughs> But yeah, it's just, I think like, I think our sport's so much better than what people think, and I'm just yeah. trying to make people see.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes of what throwers are, and what and what the reality of what we aren't, for sure. You know, and I don't, I don't know necessarily where that came from. You know, because I've never seen. You know, and, and again, I'm not trying to throw stereotypes out there, but I've never seen like an overweight, obese like person who like just sits on the couch all day, like go out and throw a shot put like 60 feet. Like I've never seen it before. You know, I, I, I mean, they obviously have to like work out and do something for them to be able to pick up a 12, 16 pound ball to throw it, you know, or 4K ball to throw it that far. But, you know, people to each its own. I mean, they, you know, I, I run the page and I get cross country kids all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, well, like, like you guys like throwing it so easy. I'm like, well, come on out. Like, let's just see what's up, you know. And it's I like- told
1: um, <laughs> this mid distance runner, we were arguing on social media about that. And I said, I don't think your workouts any less hard than mine but I don't think you could do my workout any less than you could do. I could do yours at all. I was, yeah. thinking, I was like, I guarantee you can't do my workout any more than I could do your workout. Like yeah. different sports boo. Yeah. But like, I do feel like we get this misconception that we just go out and throw, lift some weights and leave. Like yeah. I wish
0: yeah. yeah, every
1: time I see that eight eight strides or 20 minutes on the bike or 30 minute cardio or this, this, I'm like, why? Like, (laughs) because we, it's insane. Like Tom Walsh doing those freaking hurdles. Yeah. That didn't prove to them that we're athletes. I don't know what will. That was Uh, insane.
0: Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's, 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 you know, but I feel like you're doing a good job. I feel like there's a lot of you, uh, on, on the social media, they're doing a great job at, like, changing that atmosphere of, like, what it is. And, you know, I, I, on my page, just like to make fun of it. And, you know, we like to laugh at each other, you know, laugh at with throwers or the quirky. That's what,
1: when, when you are talking about how, like, oh, yeah, we've, you know, we've messaged back and forth on Instagram, I was going to say, like, yeah, we, you know, send memes and jokes, <laughs> and I and I make fun of, we make fun of each other. <laughs> but that's, yeah. like, every thrower, that's just, like, our... Yeah. community it's just yeah. I just like our community yeah <laughs> but I always had to tell my mom my mom's a very um my mom's a very uh, protective mother and I recently came into some beef apparently and my mom was trying to be you know mama bear and I was yeah. like, Mom, there's seven people in my sport. You can't be Mama Bear. And she just, she's like, fine, I won't. But like, I just know she wants to be on Instagram. Like, my baby is this and me and this. <laughs> but I always have to tell her like, Mom, <laughs> small yeah. world. Is, you can't always be Mama Bear here. Like, I got it. Yeah. But it's just funny. If anybody says anything, she's like, hey. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm like, everybody's friends with everybody. We can't. Yeah.
0: I mean, I want to transition to the you know your social media because you know you you're kind of a big you're big on TikTok right now like you're, you know, you find these TikTok my, you know my, things. My, my and,
1: one TikTok.
0: Well, I mean, like you. TikTok. Well, you uh Well, you you post a bunch of other TikToks on your on your stories and everything like that. It's it's it's, it's, it's pretty relatable. Yeah, the things I'm obsessed that you put there. with it. Yeah. But I
1: don't know. I love social media. Who doesn't? Yeah. I just I'm- think I personally, I have disappointed myself on social media though, because I feel like I could post a lot more and show a lot more of like what I do. Cause that's what I want to do. But I've always wanted to like, I feel like people don't know, like people know like one side of me or who follows me. It tends to be just throwers, but I kind of want to like open up myself to more of the world because like I do a lot of stuff. And like, when I do that, like I want it to open people up to throwing as well. Like I'm not just trying to open up to me, but like by by doing all the other stuff I do, like I really want to like reveal our world to people. But like I just get it gets so hard to post and like yeah. feel like you're important enough to be throwing yourself in people all day. Yeah. So I just post TikToks on my story, <laughs> <laughs> so people know I'm alive. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I mean I would encourage you to to post more things out there, I'd open up a little bit, because I feel like you know you you and you... my agent. Oh, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hype you up as much as I can. You know, I'm, 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 that's what I'm here for because, you know, I, I think you're, you're awesome and you you have a lot to, to give and to share with a lot of people um, who need it, especially nowadays, you know, and I think you're a good advocate for the sport and where it's going and, and what we need. Um, and, uh, you know, they, people just need to hear that, you know, maybe a little makeup tutorial or whatever, you know, whatever. I help.
1: need to do that. I hear it all the time. You know how <laughs> many people ask me to do my, my looks before I go? Yeah. That would be so easy. I would just have to turn my life on, but it's just, it, it like stems down to just like, again, like, I'm like, do people really give a crap? And it's like, they do. So I need to do it. But like,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> it's well, always well, that insecurity, like do they care well, yeah.
0: hopefully through this you know they like will you know people are listening in and you know you know encourage you know if you're listening right now encourage chase to like you know dabble a little bit so shoot, shoot her a dm yeah you know? go
1: go hit hit my dm
0: yeah hit slide in there a little bit
1: <laughs> my dms are hella empty right now that's another thing is like a lot of people don't reach out to me Yeah, and i think a lot of that stems from like so much of me has been seen through ryan which I'm okay with because I exist because of Ryan. Like, we've definitely, there's been a lot of, like, give and take with us. Like, we are this, like, crazy ball of amazing shop putness. But I feel like a lot of people see me through Ryan and hear me through Ryan. But, like, a lot of people haven't, like, talked to me. And it kind of sucks. Like, I talked to you about that. Like, it just, yeah. like, a lot of people talk through Ryan to me. And I would like people to like like people who do podcasts and stuff to talk to me like like instead of talking to Ryan about me, like I'm like I could I'm grown. I got it. Like yeah. I, yeah. I I know what we did as well, you know. I was there. Like can help. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. People, if you're listening up there, slide in there, talk to Chase, ask her, you know, what she had for meals or, you know, I don't know. Just
1: I came back a lot. Yeah. I even follow back sometimes. I'm great but no yeah. one loves
0: no. <laughs> we all love no you Chase that's that's not true um again i appreciate the time that we've had like just kind of chatting you know a little bit and just kind of getting perspective of like you know you as a thrower and everything like that but i want to kind of like <clears throat> um you know ask you some fun questions you know if you you know about just kind of random things so that people like kind of get to know you a little bit better um mm-hmm. do you like have any hidden talents like do you you know obviously we kind of preference a little bit for like your makeup and you know and everything like that but I'm you- very artsy. Okay.
1: Artsy, fartsy. What do you um, like to do? I like to paint. I paint a lot.
0: Oh. oh.
1: Those are all mine. Um I and I um play video games. Love okay. video games. And but I'm very like I like to like open myself up to like all kinds of like hobbies I should say I just love hobbies I do love to do stuff so like art is one of the big things for me I'm just like I that's another thing I think is important is I I didn't really know myself outside of being an athlete and this year I've been trying to figure out like who am I besides a shot putter yeah and like i I'm learning ukulele like I play guitar like I'm trying to get a violin to play again like I I like painting and drawing like I just like I'm trying like I'm enjoying finding myself as a person again yeah and it's kind of great but
0: yeah that's awesome so So you play play some instruments what you play some instruments
1: I do I do string I'm a string girl
0: okay my mom doesn't
1: like that my mom's a my mom's a wind instrument lady, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but you have played a little violin back in the day?
1: Uh-huh. I want to play again. I used to play. I want to play again. I'm excited. I saw, Um, I was re-watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and I was watching one of the drag queens playing the violin, and I was like, I want to play a violin again. And my mom was like, okay, play the violin again. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I will.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm gonna,
1: looking for a violin and everything, yeah. I just like think. A- it's good distractions.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's so cool. I would not have thought, like, you would, like,
1: be out there, you know, on a violin and, you know. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to become a whole human outside of being a shot putter. I really am. Because I feel like I've spent my whole life being an athlete, and I'm trying to be Chase, too. Like, I want to be me, too. For sure. I have since I was four years old. That's kind of been the describing factor of me, you know. And, like, 22 years later, I'm like – maybe I can do this too, <laughs> Yeah, which is, I mean, I love shop, but like, I, it's so, it's like my favorite thing in the world now, but I also want to be something else. Yeah, And I think um, everybody should do that. You should always have something else. Like, I don't think you should, your whole identity should circle around one thing. Cause when you lose that one thing, you're lost.
0: Yeah, I think that very... was way
1: too deep. We can move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think that was awesome. Like, I think people need to hear that because, there's some people out there who, are, who, who feel like they just need to obsess with that to, in order to be good. But like, you know, you got to take time to like, you know, have other avenues to kind of distract your mind from that in order for there to be growth and to step away a little bit, like you yeah. said. So I think that's important. But yeah, it's I like mean, it's,
1: codependence on shot put instead of like another human. Like yeah. You're codependent on your on your athlete identity. Exactly. But I'm working on like I went longboarding with my friends. I bought a longboard. I went longboarding last night. By okay. the way, great cardio throwers, and you don't have <laughs> to do that much work throwing that out there.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I guess I have a, a couple more questions. So um, do you like have a, I mean, I, I, I always ask this question to everyone that like, has come on, but do you have a night before like a comp routine that you do or like a day of a comp routine that you do that's kind of quirky? The one that I share is I used, I used to lay my uniform out. So like I'd have like my jersey. And then below that, I put my shorts and then my socks and my <laughs> shoes. So there's like a like I, as if I was lying on down on the ground, mainly just because I didn't want to forget anything. But I, I, just right. like I had... you I, but see I, it you but I see,
1: see what it you and mean. I and
0: I had to do that. I was like, oh man, like I'm gonna wear this headband. Like I'm gonna wear this armband. No, I'm not gonna wear the armband. I'm gonna wear this one instead. Like yeah, I just just yeah. felt like I needed to do that. Was there something that kind of quirky that you might have done in the past or maybe do now?
1: I don't really. I feel like I don't really do anything. Only a fear that I won't be able to do it one time, and it'll and it'll ruin my entire vibe. But I do like have the same scheduling. Like I'm right. very the same. It's dinner, chill, go to bed, and then I wake up and I get ready for friggin' ever. Like <laughs> headphones in, I take forever on my hair. And it's not that I'm. It's not that it takes me forever. I just take forever like i i very slowly put my face on i very slowly do my hair and i'll have my uniform on like i'm very that but like yeah. there's nothing too specific because like i said i'm very scared my fear is ever not having the one thing that right i then deem so important for my competition yeah but as far as like like vibe it's always the same vibe you can ask ryan you can ask nick i literally same vibes all the time like like i'll be like hey i'm going to get ready and it's like 7 hours of competition they're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like i got it i'll take my shower i'll I'll just and i just take my time and that's kind of like me allowing my mental space to free up and get ready for full blown adrenaline rush pump yeah it's <laughs> awesome. competition about to come up
0: yeah for sure um, so that would uh, the other one I always ask people that they come on is, is do you have any like embarrassing throwing stories that you can remember from like high school college that you're just like oh man like I can't believe like I just did something that ridiculous
1: no I'm perfect like I don't <laughs> nothing ever bad happened to me I don't fall I don't do anything no <laughs> no I think Obviously, I learned to rotate last year. So, what do you yeah. think happened to me all year? <laughs> I think the worst, though, was probably in front of the entire camp of kids that thought I was the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. To watch me. It wasn't, I didn't just like eat it. Like, I, it was bad. Like, I, like, like you could hear it. Like, nobody laughed right away bad. Like, everyone was like, mm. and it was in front of all these young kids. And I was like, great. But no. I got up, you know, and I was like, "I'm learning, I'm learning, please." <laughs> but yeah, last year, no, it was rough. You yeah,
0: can't run. <laughs> that's, that's funny, man. That's funny. I could just imagine, Awful. like, all right, well, Chase is gonna demonstrate like this form and everything, and just watch well, what she wa-
1: They were watching us <laughs> practice, like we were. So cool! And they're eating their lunch, watching us, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, watch these little kids!" (laughs) And I ate it so like the hardest I've ever eaten it. And Ryan was just like, "Like Ryan was like, like she did, like I lost her, like it was funny." That's (laughs) awesome! That's so funny. um
0: Stupid. This next section I have are basically called favorites. I'm just gonna ask you like some just different topics or whatever. And if you have a favorite, we'll like walk them through. So the first one is like favorite animal. Nice.
1: <laughs> They're everywhere. They're all over my home.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's my, that's, that's my mom's favorite. My mom loves the elephant. If I got my mom Every- anything elephant for Christmas or birthday, like she's like, she's like, oh my goodness, that's the best present ever. And I'm like,
1: everyone gets me elephants for Christmas <laughs> and stuff. I love it.
0: That's awesome. I love
1: elephants so much.
0: It's um, so uh, favorite song? You have a, you have an all time favorite song, or maybe song that kind of hypes you up the most? Uh, maybe or like a
1: this is like that joke I just read on Instagram where it was like me listening to every song in the world. And it was like when someone asks you what your favorite song is, like every song you ever know yeah. just leaves your head. Yeah. I feel like that's so me. But I have like uh my playlist on Spotify, like my actual warm-up playlist and stuff. If anybody wants to follow me on Spotify, it's just my <laughs> name. But no, I, I'm I don't have like very usual music taste to people. So like it very depends, like Sometimes what pumps me up is, like, literally, I listen to The Greatest Showman sometimes, the soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then other times, like, it's, like, death metal, and then other times it's rap. So, it's just, like, I'm very weird. So, I can never, like, pinpoint a song. But I would have to say, like, The Greatest Showman has been, like, something I listen to a lot warming up. Nice. Which is funny, but I really yeah. love that movie. <laughs> 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 I love the That's movie awesome. and those songs
0: That's awesome. But
1: it's weird. I know it's weird, but.
0: Hey, it's, it's only weird if it doesn't work, right? All, right, exactly. Um, so I guess a follow-up to that would be like a f- favorite movie of all time?
1: Uh, probably Dirty Dancing. Okay. I love Dirty Dancing. I watch it all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
1: I, I really love Dirty Dancing. And then, um, I don't know, I like a lot of movies though, but I whenever anyone asks me at all the time, I would say that one because it's the movie I've watched the most in my life, I would say. Yeah. Because it's my that's grandma's too. That's awesome.
0: Um, are you like binging any shows right now on Netflix or Hulu or,
1: like? Um. Yeah, Criminal Minds as usual. I I rewatch it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I really like crime shows.
0: That's okay. kind of my
1: weakness, like crime documentary shows yeah. or crime shows. That's cool. I Like any like kind of crime show, but Criminal Minds is my thing, my <laughs> ish. I love it.
0: That's awesome. I actually watched that for a little bit and then I had kids, then I got to stop. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. couldn't do it anymore.
1: It's not a good film.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, favorite kind of candy?
1: Um, I don't eat candy. I'm an athlete. Just kidding. I really love <laughs> Reese's and anything chocolate. <laughs> I love candy. That's awesome. I do. Love, I love Reese's.
0: Um, favorite snack food?
1: Um popcorn.
0: Okay.
1: I f up popcorn my dude. <laughs> I love popcorn any kind. Look at this. They can't see me. but You can see me. Oh, flaming hot Cheeto awesome. popcorn. Baby. <laughs>
0: For those of you who can't didn't know that. She just literally held on held up like a 5 gallon bucket of flaming hot. And I'm not joking. 5 gallon bucket of flaming hot, <laughs> hot Cheeto popcorn. That's. I mean, first of all, where do you even buy something like that?
1: Where do you think Walmart, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Wally oh, World. Baby. I'm gonna go to awesome. Wally World till I'm rich. I don't care. I'll go to Wally World as a millionaire. That's my yeah, place.
0: That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I was gonna ask you what what kind of popcorn you like, but obviously, there you go.
1: <laughs> yep, cheesy or flaming hot.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, do you have a do you have a favorite ice cream flavor?
1: Um. I I like all ice cream. Butter pecan probably would be like if I had to choose one for the rest of my life. Everyone says that, but I was I was when my mom when I was growing up, I was taken care of by my old Latino grandpa. Yeah. So I have a lot of those values and vibes in my life.
0: Yeah.
1: But I like old popcorn, I like old certain types of music, I like old certain types of shows, like I'm very my grandpa sometimes, and it yeah, becomes it becomes wildly obvious when <laughs> you look at my Spotify and you see Patsy Cline and stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> It'll fared different.
0: Uh, a favorite Starbucks drink or go-to Starbucks beverage?
1: So sugary, Grande White Chocolate Mocha <laughs> good <with> cream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even eat Starbucks, but yeah, awesome. <laughs> a Vinci uh, Mocha Chocolaté.
0: <laughs> then uh, uh, favorite sports to watch or teams that you follow?
1: Um, I'm, I'm a sports girl, man, uh, but I'm a Bears fan. I was born in Illinois. I'm a Bears fan. So I've been having a really rough life my whole life. <laughs> um, I'm a Celtics fan. I like watching basketball and football, and I like the St. Louis Cardinals. There you go. I really love baseball. If I had to pick one to watch for the rest of my life, I'd watch baseball only because I grew up with the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been watching a lot of sports this year um, only because I'm a professional athlete and I wasn't doing my professional athlete things in my head and I just didn't have time to focus on other professional athletes at the time. <laughs> so this year was really about me and trying yeah. to figure out what I'm doing up here. So That's I didn't really good. watch a lot of sports. It's kind of weird, actually.
0: Yeah. That's, that's all good really though. yeah um and then lastly like if you were not a thrower I would want to be what
1: I would be a volleyball player a beach volleyball player
0: for nice. sure
1: <laughs> I went straight to another sport I know that's okay like, yeah I know I'm like I want to be more than an athlete and then I'm like the only other thing I want to do is athletic <laughs> but like I don't see I know a lot of people ask me too like coaching like I don't see myself coaching either I don't yeah. think I'm. I would be a good coach. I don't think I would help people. Like, I think I would be. I I can barely be coached. I don't think I could coach. Like yeah. I already have so many of my own crap. But I. That's why I respect people who can coach. So I'm like, yeah. woo! I cannot. But yeah, like coaching. I know a lot of people probably said that too. Did Nick say something along law enforcement?
0: Yeah, he did.
1: Oh, That's my guy right there.
0: Yeah. If it that's wasn't sports, guy. well, he said that if it, He'd sports be related. With Jeff. If it was sports-related, he said he would be a a defensive lineman for an NFL team. At (laughs) (laughs) 5'7"? Yo, you said that, not me. He's
1: going to be so mad. (laughs) Uh,
0: But if it wasn't sports-related, do you have anything that you want to be?
1: Yeah, so I was – like, what I want – like, I've always wanted to, like – own my own business um and i kind of want to own like a, a sports training facility that's kind of okay. like what my but like universal not just track anything yeah, that's
0: awesome but so that's
1: kind of my thing is like i want to invest my time and energy into like training but not coaching if that makes yeah. sense like yeah, helping yeah, totally. people to get training but i'm not giving the training kind of yeah. thing that's so awesome. something like that like I, i'm i want i've always wanted to like do something like that and i also kind of want to like just i just want to own a business really like And it sounds like, I just want to own a business. I'm not saying it like that. It's like, I've always wanted to like do that. And like, I just have to find, I think something that, you know, I think everyone figures it out. You'll, you figure out, hone in like what your business model is and stuff, but I don't need to yet. But business, business owner is probably where I would go if it wasn't sports. Nice.
0: And then lastly, I just want to give you a chance to like give out some shout outs to friends or companies or you Know people if you want, you can take the time to do that. If not, I mean, like, that's I think I, cool.
1: I feel like I shouted everybody out that's important to me talking, you know, like yeah. my parents, my grandparents, obviously, yeah. my coach, my teammates. But you know, shout out to my sponsor, Nike. Obviously, don't get mad at me. I said your name. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, I think everybody in my life who knows how important they are knows how important they are and knows that's what they do cute. for me because I make it pretty clear now. That's, That's another awesome. thing. Tell people what they do for you makes them do more things and feel happy about doing them. Yeah. Like tell them, hey, when you spend time with me, it makes me happy. Then they're gonna be happy every time they spend time with you. <laughs> <laughs> Tidbit of the day.
0: That's awesome.
1: But, well, yeah, hey, Chase,
0: I appreciate the time that we've had together. Yeah. I appreciate just the conversation that we had. I mean, is there anything like you'd wanna say that you that we haven't covered yet?
1: Hmm, I think we talked enough. We'll probably talk again <laughs> if we need to say anything else, I'm sure.
0: Well, hey, for those of you who have not yet or are planning on and wondering how to slide into Chase's DMs, you can follow her on Instagram. Uh, find her at Poo SP. So
1: see... It's meant to be shot put, but I had a poll whether or not I should be Chasey Poo's or ChaseyPoo's hot. Because it's going to be Chasey Poo shot or Chasey Poo S.P.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: And everyone everyone voted on whether or not I would be Chasey Poo's for Chasey Poo's hot for the rest of my life. So there yeah. you go. Y'all know what my ad is. You did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, go find her. You know, send her DM. Tell how much you're know, going to support her and all that stuff. But Chase, I, I wish you the best. I can't wait to see... What this year will bring for 2021 for you, as far as like everything goes, and uh, you know, hey, we, we, I am like cheering for you, man. I like, can't can't wait to see what you do and how you show Alex. out and all that. So um, yep. appreciate you opening up and uh, sharing your story, and, and I hope that you know you had fun just chatting. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for
0: having me, dude. Yeah. See um, you in
1: Instagram DMs. <laughs>